Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Miss Nisi of Real Talk Ministry, and welcome to my audio podcast of for July 2022. I want to say it was very, very hard to put something together. Um, as far as my audio is concerned, um, just speaking what I feel from the heart, it's so much coming from the heart right now. I am tired and I am frustrated of this world, and I know the Bible says to that we have to be in it. We don't have to be a part of it, but we have to be in it. And um, the things that are around you uh, that is frustrating and tiresome. And I know the Bible and you know many of us, we, we can go down the scroll of scriptures to encourage and what we need to do and how we need to do it. But in life, sometimes reality is it is very hard. It is very hard to constantly see killing and hurt and pain and anguish and loss, silliness. The world unfolding, time passing by, and it seemed like you're trying to catch up. God is faithful, but it's very damaging to see the things that we're supposed to be praying and covering. And even some of us who call ourselves Christians are not doing a very good job. This is not a beat up on Christians. I'm not doing that. I'm not trying to judge or analyze every church and every situation that come across to say you're wrong. um, And this is the right way. Because if you're not careful, you'll end up speaking and sounding like them with just your own agenda. But it's important to acknowledge that um, Christ is coming back. We know that. But there are things that we need to do on this earth to be a representation of him now some of the things some of the things i am going to say sounds like a repeat of maybe a couple of podcasts i have done just a couple of months ago few uh, a couple of months ago like the last month or a few months back but obviously it needs to be said we have to start preparing ourselves for christ not just his return. I feel like sometimes that's where the Christians get hung up on. Every time there's a tragedy that hits this world, we're not allowed to be frustrated with the tragedy. We have to hear that we got to be bold, we have to be strong, and we got to prepare because God is coming back. And to me, I feel like every day that we don't know of his return, he's coming back because he never gave us the day the time or the hour of when he will be returning so every day he's coming back that's how we have to look at it because we don't know when he's going to really come back and it is okay to be frustrated at the things that's happening in the world he was like you can get you know get angry you can get mad but you just can't sin you know but at the same time we know there's a hope in christ where it allows us to understand that if we Continue to love on him and reach out to him and search his heart. He will give us comfort. But my main concern today isn't just the comfort of Christians to Christians to Christians. Or denominations to denominations to denominations who we may have different organizational names. But we still saying we're representing Christ and we're supposed to love and wait on his return. And we're doing the things that he say that we are supposed to do to represent him. Um, We have to be careful, saints. We have to be careful of saying these are the last and evil days and all we're doing is drawing other church members 
within our church or our family and our friends. I want to be honest, the way my heart is feeling right now, I can't save the world. Only Christ can. And when I say I can't save the world, my heart is like, I wish there was a way to reach out to people. But if you're like me, you're feeling like maybe I'm not all the way with Christ where I need to be, where I'm in a position to help those who are struggling worse than I am or going through worse than I am. You know, the thought of saying that you want to help somebody can be helpful and painful, but hurtful at the same time. So I'm going to take some time to just express my heart right now. I feel like the church is failing the church. And the church is not just the members that are in your congregation. I feel like the church is focused on the church. And I'm not talking about just the money. I'm not talking about just tithes. I'm not talking about anything except the church is focused on the church. And I believe and I feel the church should be focused on getting people outside of the church. Once you got them in the church, yes, your focus is to make sure they're nourished. They get the proper uh, teaching and guidance. But at the end of the day, if they're there, they're going to be there. They're going to get what they need. But I don't feel we are reaching people enough where they can understand that, yes, you can have your own opinions about God because everybody's not going to love on him or want anything to do with him. But are we even giving people hope enough to know that if it is the last and evil days, that they still have a chance. I want to say I'm my own biggest critic. I feel like I could say something wrong or I can be mad about something and I quickly be like, Lord, I wasn't being a light. That is hard to do for me to constantly be a light because I'm a prideful person. Prideful in a way where you can't disrespect me. I won't let you. I won't let you try to tear me down. I won't let you try to come at me in a way where you think you get in the upper hand. And for a couple of years and for many months, these past months, Christ has been teaching me like you're going to come across people where you can't rule with an iron uh, iron hammer. With, uh, you can't rule with your fists. And not saying I ever go out and fight. I'm not saying that. But when I say with my fists, meaning like with a strong hand. People are going to do things to make you mad. But if you're going to represent me, you can't be Nisi. And again, I'm not saying that I'm like going out fighting people. I'm just I'm just the rough and toughest. It's just me personally. Nobody wants to be disrespected. Even though Christ had the ultimate disrespect and he went through it. You know what I'm saying? He knew they was coming to get him. They He knew they were lying on him. The police officer slapped him open hand and face. And he had to remain calm. And I know in our society, in our world, we're told we have to fight back or else. But I'm not saying that the, every church, every organization is doing it wrong. I know there are people out there who is trying really 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 hard 
to not just gather people because they need the number count. They really want to see souls saved. They want people to have a chance to see Christ like they're trying to. So this is not a put down of churches and organizations. But my heart hurts sometimes because I can see the destruction of the world. We don't have to just know the word of God. You can see it. And it seems like church is just business as usual. Come to church on Saturday. Come to church on Sunday. Um, come to church in the middle of the week. Come to church on Friday. Have a good service. Raise an offering. And go home. And for people who have attempted or even tried to be a light to someone... It is hard. Evangelizing is hard. And it's even harder. So because the devil don't stop doing his job because only a certain group of people are doing it for the Lord. So again, I do want to reiterate that I'm not saying this is not happening. I'm just saying that on a broader scale, it has to be more than just I preach the good word for them to come. But they're not coming. It has to be more than, well, I invited them to church and they just didn't want to come. And it doesn't mean that you were not being a light. I have heard preachers say, oh, it's because you're not being a light and you're not being this person and they seeing the fault in you. I am a true believer since I am much older now (laughs) in age. People do whatever they want to do. You cannot make them. And if they want to come, They'll come. If they love the word, they'll come. And whether the word is screaming, yelling, rearing back, dancing, talking, just having a conversation, no movement, just listening and learning, regardless of what the word is, we have to continue to pull and push forward and not rely on mega churches who are in the limelight to have people think, That is the only way, the only truth, and the light of Christ. My heart gets heavy sometimes because I personally don't feel like I'm doing enough of anything to reach a soul. And it's one thing to say, oh, okay, I know my Christian people and church people will understand. They'll probably know where I'm coming from because it's relatable. You've been in church long enough. You'll know, you can hear something and know exactly what that person is feeling and what's going through their head and and stuff like that but we also have to acknowledge that just because it's hard doesn't does not mean we have to stop doing it when people used to say um even if you just get one like that's one in the kingdom the heavens will rejoice i believe that because now i know how hard it is just to get one (laughs) And it's not a numbers thing. Don't. It's not a numbers thing to say I have so many people or I recruited so many people. But there are so many games that people who are calling themselves Christians are playing that they don't understand. They make it hard for people who are really trying to save souls. Whether you're saving... When I say save souls... I'm not trying to personalize it like I'm literally going out there and they literally going out there to, you know, give them the power of Jesus. I believe there's a scripture where you can lay hands on them and they can be saved. I believe that. 
But what I'm saying is the heart is heavy when I hear, oh, these are the last and evil days because it is. And even though I feel like I'm trying to get myself together and I'm trying to be sure I I share the love and the word of God with others, we're still living this life where we're still fighting Satan too. So it's like there's so much going on. And then while we're fighting Satan, we have to defend ourselves as Christians when other Christians mess up to let the world know like that's them. That's not us. But it's a it's a hard battle that we have to fight. So it's a heavy heart for me not to acknowledge the world and what's going on in it. But to but to feel like that there is so much more that we need to be doing that we might need to try to think about revamping how we do church and how we do church services. I know there was a church in Cincinnati that I used to go to and there's a couple of churches in Cincinnati and there's plenty of churches that I went to here in Dallas too. So it's like they did number outreach. You know, we went to the um, extended care facilities, you know, we went to the outside and gave concerts and sang and tried to encourage people to come to the Lord. And sometimes we'll get one person, sometimes we'll get family. And I know people like, oh, I got church hurt or people are mean and nasty in the church. Whatever it is that's happening in the church, that needs to be fixed in the church on a weekly, daily, monthly basis. That is something that needs to be sorted out there. But as far as showing someone to the light, that's important now. Like, we can always pray that God can do anything. He can clean up the nastiness in the church. You know, it's not so much that that person nasty and they need to leave. You know, pray and ask God to clean them up. Because anybody who's going to come in is going to have some kind of sinful or nastiness about them. So they're going to need to be cleaned up. But I, I, I petition to the churches to the saints, to the Christians, to quit worrying about fighting for Roe versus Wade, quit worrying about fighting for Democrat and political, uh, the Republicans, quit worrying about, um, now it's a monkeypox, quit worrying about masks, if you're still worrying about masks, I don't know who is, or quit worrying about who's wearing it and not wearing it. There are so many distractions out there that people as Christians are claiming that they're doing the work of the Lord to fix and to correct. And that is not it. I am very careful about saying what a person does on the behalf of God. Some things is just obvious, but it's, I, I feel like some, I just don't want to go there. I don't want to go there by saying what is obvious and what is not. Cause it has to be line upon line, precept by precept. It has to flow with the word of God. But that is not the work that I feel Christ wants us to be working on right now. When they said Roe versus Wade, regardless of how you feel about it, I'm never, I'm not going to try to do no political thing on this. But regardless of what you feel about it, if you knew someone was there who was hurt and who was broken and didn't understand and felt like they needed this, your job as Christians, our job is as Christians is to help them see that 
Christ is going to be with you no matter what it is you're going through. It's not a hustle. It's not a game. You're not putting out sales to get a commission on how many people you can draw to Christ. It's not that. It's so they can know like, hey, here's an opportunity for you to know that if you do get in that situation, God will be with you. We have to find a way to quit fighting and saying it's God and it's not. Fight for the souls, not the problem, not the issue. I was pregnant out of wedlock twice. Two of the biggest blessings I could ever have had in my whole entire life. They literally saved me. I didn't have thoughts of going to get an abortion because I wasn't taught that. But they saved me. They was needed in this world for me. I believe that. There may be somebody out there who don't have anything to do with abortion. Just need Jesus. And they just don't know where to go. And they need someone there to say a word so they can be saved. Being saved is just so they can see Christ for themselves and begin the commitment to him and begin to be do the work of the Lord that they are called, that God is calling them to do. There are so many distractions. We have to be careful not to fall into the trap of distractions. For a while I had my Facebook off and I had a little Facebook set up so I can continue to do my Real Talk Ministry fan page. And that was becoming a nuisance too. But I was like, I need to I need to find a way to try to connect with Christ in a way where I have a clear understanding of who he is and what it is that he's trying to through, do through me. I don't feel like I'm just doing audio and video just because he's telling me to and it's just for myself. I want to make sure, yes, that I reach those who are Christians, but I also want to make sure those who are listening who are non-Christians and feel like they don't want nothing to do with God. You would be amazed that on my Facebook page, I have more people telling me how much they hate God after they done read my post and listened to my podcast. And all I can say is, thank you, Lord. Because they had to listen to understand what it is they wanted to tell me about how much they hate you. They already knew they hated you before they even heard me. And I still feel like, you know what, Lord, that's still not enough. And then I have to make sure I don't say things or do things that may be offensive to them. Then it's like, okay, bam, got you. Because, of course, we supposed to be perfect, even though we're not. This is just something I wanted to share today. It's just something that I think we need to start doing. We have to find a way. We have to find a way to to not just reach us. We can't just continue to reach other Christians. We have to reach people who is walking this earth and don't know Christ. And not just accept other Christians and their downfalls and forgive them and act like their sins are less it's a less sin and they can be forgiven for it. But the sinner out there, they have to go through um, obstacle courses 
and many other challenges before we can say that their sins is acceptable and can be forgiven. We have to quit judging other people's sins and forgiving them because they're church people and then look at sinners and say, oh, but you're not, you're a sinner. So we have to judge you and forgive you differently. I know we put a hierarchy on what is the worst and what is bad because we make the decision on what we think is justified that God will do for us on his behalf. It's just like if we make the decision that we can steal if we're hungry because we had no choice. We had to eat or I had to feed my family. And that's not God. You just stole. He may have forgiven you for it, but you stole. And we as church people, we are very sympathetic to our own. We will forgive them and act like nothing ever happened. But if a Christian, if a sinner did the same thing, we put the stake to the heart and say, no, we're done with you. You you can't. You got to come through certain steps in order for God to forgive you. And usually those steps are the steps that man created and not God. We have to look at things line upon line, precept upon precept. Make sure it's the word of God and apply it. And don't go in thinking you're going to save and you're going to rescue and you're going to help everybody. There's going to be times where you're just not going to be able to do that. But you got to try. Even if there is some downfall in you, you know how you are with Christ. You know what you can do to be a light or ask God to help you to be a better light of him, a better representation. I just feel seriously, y'all, we don't, I just really feel seriously. And I'm just saying this, and this is what I feel in my heart. I just seriously feel we need to stop reaching each other and start reaching more people. Because it's going to get worse before it gets better. Sometimes it just happens that way. Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. And you don't want it to just be, oh, Lord, I I did this for you. And then you only did it for yourself. And that's selfish. If you're going to make it personal, think about the lives that are around you. I will say this too. Seek ye first the kingdom kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. When you're seeking the kingdom of God, you just can't leave everybody out. You seek God, he'll tell you what to do, and he will add. That's the same way with the people who need him. Because regardless of how we feel, what we think, what we acknowledge, what we like, even me saying I'm frustrated and what I don't like, none of that matters. The only thing that matters... It's what Christ has called us to do. I will still say, and I will say it for the last time on this recording, we have to find a way. It has to be more than just the word was good. We have to find a way. It has to be more than because I like your praise team. We have to find a way. It has to be more than, oh, because they have good praise breaks. It has to be more than just regular, I got up, went to church at 1030 and heard a word and went home. It has to be more than that. If you have to go to your pastor, if you have to go to God and ask God about what it is that he can put in you to help. Don't look at it as, oh, this person already doing podcasts. These 1,500 people are already doing audio. I 
literally have heard other people audio podcasts and they were encouraging me to me and I'm pretty sure if I stumble upon them just like you may have stumbled upon this today there was something in here there was something that you may hear even through someone else that will encourage you the point is to make sure it stays within Christ's guidelines so that they can continue to see him and not you so if the Lord told me hey don't put that post up that may offend somebody. Even if I feel like that is really how I felt, I won't do it. Because my job isn't that, oh, I'm being real because I'm real talk ministry. I'm just being real. No, my job is to try to convert and save and be a light to the best of my ability, the best way that I know how. So I hope you are encouraged today. And then when I say I'm mad and I'm frustrated, it, I am. There's a lot of things going on in this world I don't like. But it don't have to draw me away from Christ. And it don't have to tear me away from him or or take me aback to where I can't function. I can't allow Satan to pull me in to the cares of the world. I have to remain faithful to the cares of Christ. I want to make this quick announcement. If you're interested, interested in broadcasting on Real Talk Ministry Radio... There was a July 4th, um, where July 4th to July 9th, I was giving away 50% off of the sermon broadcasting. Um, Still going to do that. I will continue to do that until the end of July. If you decide that you want to broadcast with Real Talk Ministry between now and the end of July, um, you'll be able to enter into our preachathon. And our preacher thon will be August the 27th. It's a Saturday and it'll be all day. If the Lord said all weekend, it'll be all weekend. So just go to Real Talk Ministry Radio Connections. Thank you for listening. And hey, let's keep each other in prayer that we can be uplifted to one another so we can continue to lift, uplift others. Thank you for listening. I love you with the love of Jesus and God bless. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to share and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can receive notifications when a new episode is posted. You can also stop by Miss Nisi's website, www.realtalkministry.com. There you can purchase her books, leave a comment, and stay connected with this ministry. Until next time, God bless.